0: The alt-left group, Antifa, and the alt-right group, the Proud Boys, clash in Portland this weekend. And, as usual, the innocent are the ones that get hurt. Conservative journalist Andy No was assaulted and hospitalized when he was reporting from the protest. Three Antifa rioters were arrested. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Well, it's been a pretty good, pretty good week so far. Um book is going great, getting a lot of stuff done, kind of getting used to talking in front of a microphone. So, let's talk. We had It was a very interesting weekend. Um, this weekend, the Proud Boys uh, and uh, Antifa once again got into it, um, alt-right and alt-left, going at it. The Proud Boys are an alt-right racist group. Uh, their founder, Gavin McGinnis, is well-known Uh, to be a racist and a fascist. Uh, He's to be condemned. There's no question that this group is a bad group and should be rejected by a civilized society. And for the most part, they are. They're really just, they're not good people. Um, They're a terrible group. uh, And what the media pushes about this group and about the alt-right altogether is absolutely true. Um, So this is an anti-Semitic group, a racist group, fascists. They want basically uh, white, na- they're white nationalists. We're going to have to one day talk about the difference between a nationalist and a white nationalist because there's a huge difference, but people seem to be confused about them. Um, but Antifa is a different story. Antifa is actually a left-wing organization. They are on alt-left. Uh, typically, they're communist, sociali- communist socialist, anarchists. Uh, they don't like the government. They hate the United States. There's nothing about this group that is endearing. They are no better. They are absolutely no better than um, uh, than the Proud Boys. They're just on the other side of the spectrum. For some reason, the news media refuses to condemn this violent group, and that has done nothing to disrupt. That has done this group. That has done nothing to disrupt the daily lives. Uh, of people and assault those they don't agree with while trying to overturn the United States government. Uh, most of the Antifa hold some basic beliefs. United States is racist, of course, sexist, unfair, uh, and the economic system needs to be shut down and changed. They believe in all of that collective garbage of communism, socialism, and they are an extre- they're just a very extreme group. These are the guys who walk around with the masks on their faces. Um, they carry weapons. They're basically cowards. They call themselves anti-fop because they know themselves as anti-fascists. People who say things they don't agree with must be shut down at any cost, and that includes through violence if necessary. And The reason they say this is because language is violence. That's why we always need to be careful with our words. That's why I'm always going to try and be very exact with what I say. For example, I'm not going to sit there and say there are 45 genders out there. If you're a tra- transgender man, okay, you're a woman. But I will respect you for as a, a man. I I have no problem with any of this stuff, but we must be exact with our language because we get into some really weird territory when we start messing around with language. Another example, I'm going off a little bit on a tangent, but an example would be I read something in the LA times about the new Miley Cyrus song uh, saying they basically said that she said through her song that virginity is a social construct. No kidding. Virginity is a social construct. Uh, No, you can actually have an absolute there. Did you have sex or have you not had sex yet? If you have not had sex yet, you're a virgin. If you have had sex, you're not a virgin. I I don't understand the problem. we got to stop going into this world where social constructs take over the world and we actually don't have anything real. There are no real truths. Uh, What's ironic is that Antifa uh, accuses everyone of being racist including black conservatives like candace owens most of the members of this group are white women and men middle class white women and men and a lot of them are college age they actually have gone to college a lot of them are doing very well a lot of them are living at home they actually don't so why does the media defend them well Let's uh, listen to Don Lemon uh, defending Antifa. Uh, And this is something that just absolutely drives me crazy. Now, Don Lemon is just dumb. He's stupid. His reasoning is terrible. And if these people had, or if the Proud Boys had beaten up a liberal or a, uh, a leftist journalist, oh, they'd be going to town on this. So listen to Don Lemon phenomenon that is a large has a large following across the country but because it is the counterpart to the conversation about how President Trump dealt with that particular moment in American history it says it right in the name Antifa anti fascism which is what they were there um, fighting listen there's you know no organization is perfect there was some violence Um, no one condones the violence but there were different reasons for Antifa and for these neo Nazis uh, to be there one racist fascists the other group fighting racist fascists. there is a fascist there's a distinction there thank you both i appreciate it much that guy is so full of crap uh antifa is not an anti-fascist group just because they gave their name as anti-fascist does not mean they are anti-fascist as a matter of fact um this is why i just can't listen to cnn anymore I, def- I used to be able to listen to them and try and g- get the spin, but it- they're so hard, and they're so hard, and they're so hypocritical. Antifa is not an anti-fascist group. If they try and shut down speech that they don't like, if they try and shut down—I mean, this was the same group that destroyed Berkeley because Milo Yannanapolis—I y- 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 can't pronounce his name—was uh, speaking there. They also rioted when Ann Coulter went to Berkeley. This is not a peaceful group. They are trying to shut down speech. They are a fascist group. But this is something that I've always wanted to do, and I think I'm going to do it today. And then we can apply this to Antifa or Antifa. They're called several different names. Uh, We're going to talk about the different systems of Uh, different political and economic systems. For example, what is a fascist? A lot of people don't know what a fascist is. What's a socialist? Uh, Bernie, democratic socialism, is a very strange term. It's possible, but it would never work. Um, And what's, what's the difference between communism and socialism? Now, one thing I want to go over before we start talking about the difference... Is between the differences between a political system and an economic system. A political system is how a government is run. Our government is has the political system of a democratic republic. That means we're not a democracy. A lot of people believe that, and I'm sure a lot of people listening probably already know that. But we're not a democracy. We are a democratic republic. That means we, we, as citizens, have the ability to vote for representatives of the House of Representatives, the Senate, and for president. That's the democracy part. And those representatives create and vote on laws and policy. That's the republic part. Greece had a republic where they had all those the senators in there. We're a democratic republic. Our economic system is capitalism. Capitalism is basically a free market or a lightly regulated market economy. So, we are a democratic republic with a capitalist economy. And some will say, well, we're a constitutional republic, which is basically the same thing. Likewise, the Soviet Union had a communist political system with a socialist economic system. And I actually, Russia, the Soviet Soviet Union is actually kind of a bad uh, example, because the Soviet Union, in communism, communism is actually not only a political system, but it is, it has also kind of become an economic system also. For example, there are slight differences between socialism and communism, and we'll get, we'll get into all that. But this is, this is fun stuff. I love this kind of stuff. So why am I bringing this up? Well, there are two reasons. First, because all my definitions define each of these as an economic and politi- and or political system. I may sit there and tell you, well, fascism is an economic system. Fascism is actually not a political system. This is what a lot of people seem, when they call Trump a fascist. No, Trump is absolutely as far as a fa- from a fascist as he can be. And I'm going to explain that to you later on. Okay, Bernie Sanders is closer to a fascist than uh, Donald Trump. Um, the president in uh, China, we, we? Yi? I can't remember his name, but the president in China is actually running a fascist economic system. It is a socialized system, but it's more of a fascist system because he does allow private business. We're going to get on, into all that stuff. So it's when you. Look at an economic system. When you look at economic systems, you can sit back and say, "Oh, well, this system is this type of uh, this type of economic system and this type of political system." All right, and it gets really important because if you look at Cuba, Cuba is not a communist country. Cuba is a dictatorship is the political system, and it's a, it's socialized or it's a communistic. Um, economic system. Okay. And we're going to talk about the differences because it gets kind of crazy. Nazi Germany. Nazi Germany was a dictatorship with a dictatorship. It had a dictatorship government. Okay. But it was a fascist economic. It started as a socialist economic system, but it ended up being a fascist economic system. We'll talk about that. The other thing to remember is you can mix and match. Communism, May not necessarily be both the economic and political system, so it can get kind of confusing. Um, <clears throat> the second reason, uh, the the next the second reason is because I want to clarify terms that are being thrown around, like democratic socialist. Basically, a democratic socialist believes that the government should have a democratic political. System, which means we all vote for what we want, and a socialist economic system where the government controls the means of production, the cost system, the price system, and all business. This is one of the problems with the dem- uh, democratic socialist. Democratic socialists do not. There's. It's. It's a contradiction in terms. You can't have a government that is for the people, but then takes everything away from the people. That's that's the kicker. So when you sit there and you look at that, now you can basically explain, oh, okay, I get it. So first off, let's talk about fascism. Vocabulary.com defines fascism as a way of ruling that advocates total control of the people. Fascist governments believe in the collective over the individual and are typically dictatorships. Speech is suppressed. They are typically atheist countries and they are militaristic. They will have a local police forces, they will have a government police force, and then they will have the military. This is very common. Those that do not fall in line face imprisonment or worse. What is different about fascist governments from socialist governments? Now, one thing I don't like about this definition is it really is not a political system. It is a it is an economic system. And here's here's the difference, okay? What's different about fascist government from let's say a communist or a socialist government who follows fascist uh, economic systems? is fascist economic systems will allow privately held businesses but those businesses are heavily heavily regulated so the government isn't controlling them or isn't running the business but the government is actually regulating them to death and it really does hurt them now one there are a couple of a uh, uh, there's another real factor that will drive people crazy is that race may or may not be a factor in fascism. It's not really relevant in fascism. Nazi Germany, they called Hitler a fascist. Hitler wasn't a fascist. Hitler was a socialist. He always was a socialist. The term Nazi actually means National Socialist Party of the Workers or something like that. So it it was actually a socialist country. Mussolini, who Benito Mussolini who was the dictator in uh, in Italy ran a fascist economic system and he did not think anything of race he was actually that was the first country that actually successfully had a fascist economy and he did not actually care about race he didn't even he didn't persecute other races or religions or creeds until after he and Hitler were uh, united. Were actually allies. Became allies. The one of the re, one of the reasons for this, and I'm going to give a call out to uh, to Dinesh D'Souza, uh, who wrote uh, the big lie exposing the Nazi roots of the American left. D'Souza said that Mussolini was half-assed. Italians are typically half-assed. This is what he said. I'm quoting here. Uh, Sick. A sick quote. It's, you know, SIC. Um, Mussolini thought it would be extremely difficult to nationalize, extremely difficult to nationalize the uh, economy. He thought the people would not go for it. They would revolt against him and he'd actually lose his power. So they didn't even bother. They just, they, he just didn't bother. He allowed, for, um, he allowed for the businesses to run private. And that was it. Again, Hitler was a socialist. He wanted to nationalize business and, the, um, and some of the heavier resource gathering businesses uh, so that the government would run all of that. But he saw how well the fascist regime was actually running in Italy and decided to do the same thing. The United States, uh, Schindler's List is a prime example of this. Schindler, Schindler was running a, a business and he was a private business owner. He had to work with the government. He could not fart without asking the government permission. And But he, he was able to run his business the way he saw fit and even got uh, certain... Allowances to be able to do things that actually went against some of the the company, some of the countries, some of Nazi Germany's regulations. That's an example of fascism. Um, what's really a big shocker in the United States? Uh, FDR, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, was also kind of a fascist. He actually really leaned towards fascism. He was definitely a socialist, but he liked what Benito Mussolini and Hitler were doing. Now, mind you, he liked what they were doing before the World War. And he had no idea about the massacre of the the Holocaust. He didn't know any of that at the time. But he actually looked up to uh, the two leaders, the fascist leaders. He even established something called the New Deal. You know, he established an agency within the New Deal, And I know you know what the New Deal is. It was one of the biggest pushes towards socialism you could have. Uh, Something called the uh, National Recovery Administration, or NRA. The goal of it was to eliminate the vicious competition of capitalism. That's scary right there. Right there, that should tell you, uh, okay, he's obviously got an issue with capitalism. It's going to be a problem. Um, It was supposed to set codes of fair practices, and I put that in air quotes, which is regulations, and set market prices. This guy wanted to control everything. So let's look at it. What, What this was basically saying is if I ran a business and I created a widget, he wanted to control how much I could charge for that widget. This is a scary thing. This is a Bernie Sanders thing. Companies that abide by the regulations and set prices were made members of the NRA and could put a sticker in their windows with a, it was a red sticker, what a shock, red, and with a blue eagle in the middle, and it says, we do our part. And that meant you were complying with the NRA businesses businesses that were members of the NRA were sponsored by the government and citizens were uh, supposed to be encouraged to frequent those businesses those that didn't have it they weren't members and that's it this is an example by the way of fascism this is fascism you are turning the economy into a fascist economy this isn't a political system we haven't changed the democracy the democratic republic but we're giving one man control over. Usually, when a government heads towards fascism, and we almost saw that with uh, FDR, that individual will end up controlling the country. You will end up with totalitarian governments. It's happened. Okay? Happened in Italy. Happened in Germany. Happened in Cuba. Happened in China. Happened in the Soviet Union. Is happening in Russia today happened in Venezuela, this this stuff, and those are just four or five countries, happened in Argentina. These are just a couple of countries. They always end up totalitarian regimes, either dictatorships, communist governments, which communist governments end up being dictatorships anyway. Russia today is a dictatorship. Um, China today is a dictatorship. It's not a communist. It is one person who's running the show in both those countries. So these end up really bad. The good news is the US Supreme the, the, the NRA was so far outside the Constitution, it was unanimously found unconstitutional in nineteen thirty five and declared because it it was said the government infringed on the separations of the market and government. So it was. It was banned. It was gone. What's scary is a lot of politicians today think the New Deal, which was basically a socialist push, we should start it. The Green New Deal is another example of that. It's a socialist push, and socialism it ends up being totalitarian. You just have to look south of the border towards um, towards Venezuela, and you will see what happens when socialism kicks in steam. It might look great for five years, but after 10 years, you end up with nothing but poverty, misery, and death. So in conclusion with this, fascism is an economic system that allows for private industry that is heavily regulated by the government. It is not, and I will argue this with anyone, it is not a political system. It is an economic system. Hitler was a fascist economically. He was a dictator. Mussolini was a fascist economically. He was a dictator. These were not dic- uh, uh, fascist governments. There is no such thing as a fascist government. So let's talk about socialism. Merriam-Webster defines socialism as any v- Of various economic and political theories advocating collective or governmental ownership and administration of the means of production and the distribution of goods. Then there's 2a. A system of society or group living which there is no private property. Essentially socialism does away with private business and the concept of the individual. The collective or the community owns and controls the business or the way or the means of production. Okay. Sounds... Essentially, all business is controlled by the government as as a proxy to the people. A true socialist economy, which is impossible. Money is collected from businesses run by the central government, worked worked on by the citizens the central government then redistributes the money in the form of, redistributes the wealth in the form of money support and services now the reason a socialist economy is impossible is because of human beings human beings aren't robots people are competitive animals that want to be rewarded when they succeed. Socialism takes the competition away. And when you take the competition away, you take away the innovation. There's a reason the Soviet Union never created a cell phone. It, there, there's the same way that China will never create anything. They have to steal it. Half the reason we have these tariffs here today is because China keeps stealing our technology. They stole 5G. Cell phones. They tried to steal uh, the cell phone technology. They do make their own cell phone. It's garbage. It's hot garbage. They tried to steal. They stole the information. Stole the um, technology to create their own Facebook. It's garbage. It's heavily regulated. They they do not innovate. They can only steal. The Soviet Union did the same thing. The Soviet Union could create nothing. Everything they created, they stole. The nuclear missiles and the atomic bombs, that information was not theirs. They didn't come up with that. They stole it from the United States and they just destroyed it. The um, Chernobyl. Chernobyl was data stolen from us. We were creating nuclear, uh, nuclear power plants. They stole it. They did such a piss poor job of it. It blew up. So... The economy, even if all the resources, the economy of the Soviet Union, the economy of Russia today, if you look at them, the economy of Russia today isn't much bigger than Italy. And it's never been much bigger than Italy because they are, they go through the motions. That's all they do. All right. And by the way, the Soviet Union and China, they were both, at one point, they were both Communist governments and economies. We're gonna, there's a difference. There is a difference between a communist econo- economy and a socialist economy. A socialist economy basically regulates until the socialist economy takes over. Until everything that is important, such as the school system, such as healthcare, such as power, um, uh, uh, fossil fuels, all that is completely controlled by the government. At that point, socialism is now stepping over into dictatorship, and that's where things get kind of ugly. Um, One of the reasons the Soviet Union went down is their economy was so stagnant that when Ronald Reagan kept raising the bar, building more and more weapons, his goal was actually to choke out the Soviet Union, and it worked. Trump is doing the same thing with China through the tariffs, and with North Korea, and, uh, North Korea and um, Iran, through the uh, through all of the uh, uh, I can't remember what it's called, but through all the regulations against them, was actually stopping them from having money. Killing that treaty in Iran is going to is killing Iran right now, and they will fold. They they can't last forever. So here's the other thing. I I, I love this question. Um, the free markets. What about countries like Norway, Sweden, the Netherlands? They're at, they are used as examples as socialist countries by Bernie Sanders and AOC. Well, those are not socialist countries. Heck, the Netherlands—I believe it was the—I believe it was the, the Netherlands—that uh, the president actually said, "We are not a socialist country. We just have very distributive." Policies. We are actually a free market. Those countries are free markets, with a lot of distributive policies, and those distributive policies are actually killing them. A lot of the countries are going going towards the right because, um, and going away from those distributive policies because the countries are suffering for it. So the thought that these countries are examples of socialists. These guys don't even have socialist policies; they have nanny state policies, so it's it's a bad comparison. Um, China is an interesting one. China used to have a communist economy, and then they kind of slowed down into kind of a uh, kind of a socialist economy, and now they're they're pretty much a fascist economy. What do I mean by their they have a fascist economy? I mean that they will allow small business they will allow business into their country but it's got to be heavily heavily regulated for example Google is allowed to come to China and Google said China said hey google come over and matter of fact you can help us we'll pay you for it but, and you can open business here but you ha- can't do this you can't do that they, they regulate them heavily that's fascist people can't search for the beauties of America in China on a google on a google uh, platform they can't do it And there's a lot of private companies in China right now. McDonald's, Taco Bell, KFC, they're all in China. So China has actually changed their economic system as they've grown. And the reason is their economic system was floundering. Now they're able to at least compete with the United States. Not well, but they can compete with the United States because they have enough of a free market in their system to actually innovate. So, in conclusion, socialism is also an economic system where the means of production and business is controlled by the government. The government controls distribution of wealth, market prices, and production. All right, that's important. So, if Chevron, there'd be no Chevron in the United States if we were socialists because the government would control Chevron. And we see how well that's working in In Venezuela. Okay. Now let's get with with, uh, communism, because this is... I I really changed my view on communism. I used to think uh, communism was a political system. Then I learned a little bit about Lenin, and I learned about some of the differences between Lenin and... uh, Marx wrote about communism, but he really was kind of a socialist. Uh, not quite as a little bit left to the socialism but i always thought it was just a it was just a political system and i realized it's not there is there is a difference uh, communism is defined by quora.com as a political and economic system in which major productive resources in a society such as mines factories and farms are owned by the public or state and wealth is divided among citizens equally or according to individual need. Not exact sounds a lot like socialism, right? That sounds a lot like socialism. So, Gene, what's the difference? Um one has a firing squad and the other doesn't. That's right, that's all it is. Communism is a political and economic system that takes what it needs, takes what it wants. what it thinks it needs, for whatever reason it needs. People are irrelevant in a communist country. They are seen as, um, they are seen as, uh, 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 what do we call it? Commodities. They're seen as commodities by the government to serve the motherland. That's all it is. Okay? So one of the things, for example, if Bernie Sanders was elected, Bernie Sanders cannot walk to your house and take your... He be, We become a socialist country. France is run by a socialist president. Bernie Sanders cannot walk over and take your house. That That is not a thing in socialism. In communism, it's a thing. Okay. Communism will actually take whatever there is. Communism also is very closely linked to dictatorships. This is the political system. The difference between communism in China and uh, the Soviet Union, when it comes to um, dictatorships, from communism is they actually do they both countries actually did have a Politburo. But presidents like uh, at the time, uh, Stalin, presidents like Mao, uh, presidents like Xi, they actually stepped over into dictatorship. They were dictators. The Soviet Union was not always a communist government. The, the Soviet Union it was a dictatorship at some points, probably more points than not. When Stalin died, they kind of leveled off back into a communist country. China now is a full dictatorship. They are not, they are a dictatorship with a fascist economic system. You see how fun this is? You can actually look at a country and say, oh, this is how they do it. So, um, again, uh, the big problem with the Soviet, Soviet Union or any communist country, and those communist country, you know, include Cuba, North Korea. North Korea is barely... It's not even a communist country anymore, but uh, Cuba, North Korea, China, Soviet Union... Uh, Venezuela, and their socialist country, is there is no room for conflict. There is no room for protest. Okay? You read, there's no religion. You don't believe on it. Remember what what, uh, Marx said. Religion is the opioid for the mind. There is no religion. And there is no... uh, You can't talk bad about the government. And uh, if you say the wrong thing or read the wrong book... You can be arrested, imprisoned, tortured, or worse. The citizens are not seen as anything but commodities and assigned tasks that must be completed. For example, if you're given a farm of wheat and you go in and you grow that wheat, you better grow the amount of wheat that the government told you. They don't want to hear excuses. You know, it snowed for, you know, three months later than it's supposed to. They don't care. They will do, they will punish the person no matter what the problems were. So in conclusion, communism is a political and economic system in that in that it is totalitarian in nature. The government controls all production and can seize forcibly if necessary, all property for the good of the state. Now I hope you see the difference. All right. So now we're going to get to the last part of this. So, what's Antifa got to do with this? Um, Hitler, Mussolini, and Stalin did not do it alone. They had strong forces, violent forces. Hitler had his brown, these, these forces were not quite military, but they were not quite the police. Hitler had a group known as the Brown Shirts. You probably know them. They were known as the Stormtroopers. Mussolini had the Black Shirts. And Stalin had something called the NKVD. Now, these I, I, I didn't even bother trying to pronounce it because if I tried to pronounce all this stuff in Italian, Russian, and German, it would not work out, so there's no point. But that's what they were called. You can type, you can type it in and take a look at what these people look like. These secret and these were secret personal police that worked outside of any other law enforcement and military branch. They were the leader's personal guard. They were not strong. uh, They were the strong arms of these tyrants. These people would imprison, torture, and kill any dissenters, whether they were guilty or not. Usually. Usually, without trial. There's a great book, um, and I'm not. I'm gonna hold on. I'm gonna look called the Gulag Archipelago by uh, Alexander Shitskin. I think his name is uh, Sol Shitskin, Sholnitskin. Sin. I don't know. Yeah, you're going to have to look at it. But it's called the Gulag Archipelago. And it discusses the time that a former captain for the Soviet Union was arrested for uh, charges of treason against the state. Now, he didn't actually do that. He was never tried. But it is a really disturbing book. It is fantastic. And this was during the time of Stalin. Now, Solzhenitsyn, I think, just died. Um, But it is a wonderful book. And I think, honestly, it is a must-read. It is, it's 1984, but real. So it's really something to take a look. The same, the left has the same force, and that's Antifa. And that's why they defend them. It's in the guise of being an anti-fascist group, but you have to see beyond that. Yes, they're going out and they're fighting with um, they're fighting with alt-right folks. But I got news for you: there aren't that many alt-right folks. Proud Boys is a very small organization, and they're there whether there's alt-right there or not. Um, they discourage debate. They shout down opposition. And they they are militant and they're violent about it. If they don't get their way, things are going to things are going to be broken. People are going to get hurt. They are the left's black shirts. They are the left's brown shirts. They are the left's NKVD. And they are being encouraged to continue. In Seattle and Portland, Antifa is not restrained, and these are two very left leaning cities. Antifa is not restrained in any way for fear of police, fear that police invention will just increase uh, increase tensions and violence. Well, look what happened to Andy. No. And ask ourselves if the police have made, would have made anything worse. The guy had a brain bleed. He had to go through surgery. But we continually see we continually see this. At UC Berkeley, Antifa disrupts uh, Milo Yiannopoulos' speeches. He's, they've also disrupted at Berkeley and Coulter's speeches. Both speeches had to be canceled. It, and one of the, the Yiannopoulos' speech actually cost the college $1 million to fix. And as usual, the media throw a half-hearted condemnation and then in the same sentence justify the violence as a counter-hate speech. I have a video on my website um, from Fleckus again, and I think I've recommended him before, but uh, Fleckus Fleckus Talks is a YouTube radio show, and he actually talks to a bunch of Antifa folks. And these guys really, honestly, have no idea what they're protesting. They really don't know what's going on. I would encourage you to go and watch some of the videos on YouTube and see what Antifa actually is like and just see this is, this is really an e- evil organization. Not only do these people want to shut down speech and thought and want to eliminate po- opposing ideas through violence, they cease to be a group that protests. They are a f- fascist, hate, and terrorist group. They are no different anymore the Proud Boys. They're no different than the KKK. They're just on the other side of the aisle. So when, when people say, well, they're defending, they're against fascists. No, they're not. They're a fascist government. They're just belief systems on the other side. So here's the question. Is Trump a Nazi or a fascist? What do you tell people when, when they say, oh, Trump's a Nazi? Okay, well, he's not. Not even close. He can't be a fascist because he's a capitalist. He doesn't believe in regulation. He doesn't believe in the government controlling anything. As a matter of fact, he doesn't control the media. Obama did. Don't forget, Obama has had uh, journalists surveilled and has had journalists imprisoned. Uh, Trump has done none of that. Yeah, he says they're the enemy of the state. Well, I don't necessarily disagree with him exactly. I think it's lousy language. I wish he wouldn't use it. But... I, that's not that's not the same thing they can say whatever they want or do he doesn't regulate anything and he's cut regulation he's cut inter- government interference in business democrats on the other hand are the fascists they want to increase that stuff he doesn't jail his foes obama on the other hand he did there was a quote today from some senator, some Representative, and trust me, she's a moron. And I'm actually going to see if I can find it for you. Um, I, I actually post, I actually copied it. Give me one second. Da, 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 da. Can I find it? Can I find it? Can I find it? I cannot find it. I cannot find it. I should have probably known about it. Well, uh, once one uh, representative, some gal, um, I believe she's a representative... From either California or Texas, and she sat there and said she should jail anybody who makes fun of Democrats. No kidding. Uh, is Trump a Nazi? Well, Nazis were socialists that became fascists. So, no, for the same reasons above. Here, here's the big. Here's the big secret. Um, and Nazism and and uh, so soci- Nazi, Nazism, socialism and fascism are the same thing. They're right next to each other. There's really no difference between the three. There's not much of a difference between communism. And the dictatorship, the fascist dictatorship, a dictatorship with a fascist economy in, in, in Germany under Stalin. The only difference is uh, the Soviet Union had a Politburo, so it was run by a group of people. They weren't voted in. At least they say they weren't, they, they say they were voted in, but they weren't voted in. This is a group of men that controlled the entire country. Okay, and the, the group of men worked together. They were a socialist party. China was the same thing. Mao started it. Well, Lenin started it with the Soviet Union. He was a dictator. Mao was a dictator. But then the country became, there was a president and there was a, uh, a Politburo of sort. And so it was not seen as just one man running everything. It was a group, a collective, running the collective. Well, now we know China. Yi has just made himself president for life. Um, that's now a dictatorship. Um, this is a bigger problem. It means that the political left and the moderate right is growing further and further and further apart. And the politi- by the political left, I'm not talking about Antifa. Um, and when I say moderate right, I'm just saying not alt-right. I'm talking about the left, which is extreme the extreme side of the progressives. And the moderate right, which is people that, you know, hey, I like the way life is now, leave it alone. They're beginning to become almost. un They can't even communicate anymore. And there are people like Bill Maher. Bill Maher, as much as people make fun of him, Bill Maher is not a he's a leftist, but he's not so far left that he won't talk about issues. He will talk about issues. That's a good guy as far as I'm concerned. I I actually respect Bill Maher. I can't stand his policies, but I can listen to him. Um, Because he will talk. He will allow for discourse. And Bill Maher has actually said, Hey, we can't talk to anyone anymore. we got to stop doing this. We need to have discourse. Bill Maher had Ben Shapiro on his show for 15-20 minutes. They didn't agree on a damn thing. But at least they were talking. With less discourse, there's less reason. And there's less meeting. There's less, um, with less debate, there's less that we can see in common. This is scary. And this is where we come into civil war territory. And a civil war now is pretty much what's going to look like now with Antifa and the Proud Boys and all those others. And the other problem with groups like Antifa, when the discourse is so far apart, it also encourages the right. To go alt right, now for example, I think it's disgusting what I'm saying, but I'll never go alt right. Why? Because I think the Proud Boys, I think the KKK, I think a lot of those far right groups are disgusting. I think they're terrible. I don't think they're. I think they're just as bad as, um, just as bad as the Southern Poverty Law Center or Antifa or Black Lives Matter. I think they're just as bad. But I know on Twitter, on, that today I got attacked left and right on Twitter, because I sat back and I said, um, you know, teachers don't deserve raises. And why did I say that? Well, they make pretty decent money for the fact that they work, you know, nine months, eight and a half months a year. If they don't like it, get another job. I got torn apart for that. And I didn't get torn apart by reason. Okay, Because there are reasonable arguments against my stance. There are. And some people actually did bring up reasonable stats. Of course, then I sat there and threw stats. For example, the average teacher in California earns $55,000 a year. That's my stance. A A teacher working eight and a half months a year with a ton of PTO doesn't need any more money. Teachers have better benefits than I do and I work in the public sector, I have, a, I have a real skill. Teaching is not a real skill. I have an English degree, but I also have technical degrees. So it, it's, and I don't work with my liberal arts degree. I work with my technical degree. I make a lot of money, but my benefits suck. So I'm not going to feel sorry for a teacher who have great benefits, work eight and a half months a year, and have all the time they need to take off and get, still get paid for it. I also got ripped up, uh, ripped up and down by uh, people when I sat there and I, I talked, I uh, tweeted at ocasio Cortez about her little trip through the uh, trip through the um, uh, the detention centers. The guy called me basically a baby hating Nazi. Well, okay, and I just and I said that I thought okay, you've already lost the debate at that point, and we talked about debating in a couple of my other podcasts, in one of my other podcasts, but you just lost the debate already, and um, your comment is so extreme and so stupid that it's not even something we can discuss. This is the problem. This is where we have problems on the left and the right. Where There's no room for discussion anymore. And that's when you have groups like the Proud Boys and Antifa and all these groups, when they get together, They start fighting because there's no room. Uh, But I'm pretty confident. I think the right and the right needs to stand its ground because I think we're on the right side. And the reason I think we're on the right side is whenever someone comes to me and wants to debate, and there are tons of leftists who... Like to debate, they will debate. I, that's great. I will have no problem debating them. My uh, Josie, my fiance, who is a leftist, when it comes to abortion, she's an abortion extremist. She's not a hundred percent abortion. She does not. uh She says one thing, but she doesn't do the other. She she will never have an abortion. She's never had an abortion. Uh, when uh, people she knew got preg people close to her got pregnant, and there was going to be problems, she never encouraged abortion. But she does think that abortion is a good thing. We had a debate about abortion, and it was a good debate. It was a strong debate. She eventually didn't agree with me and couldn't debate me anymore. But the point of the matter is, this is where I'm very comfortable with my opinions. I can sit back and say, no, I'm on the right side, and this is why. But when you have, and this is where the left has a real problem. Abortion because of a botched uh, abortion uh, or um, killing a baby because of a botched abortion is not abortion anymore. It's murder. Uh, Prove me wrong. Tell me why. What's the difference between the killing the baby 10 minutes out of the womb versus killing the baby three days from now? There's no difference. Absolutely no difference. So... Well, anyway, a couple of things um, uh, today. The U.S. women uh, won, beat England, two to one. So they're going to advance to the finals on Sunday. Yay, U.S. Uh, boo, U.S. women's soccer. I watched it, um, and I got news for you. The U.S. women did not win. It's the English women lost. They, I, the U.S. women better get their. Their crap together! I, I I swear to God, if they're gonna play like that against whoever they're playing next, um, they're gonna get they're gonna get spanked. And their last two games have not looked good. They their passing is absolutely horrid. Their defense up the middle is terrible. They're going to need to take care of business. I personally would have thought England should have won this game five to two. It was that I mean the goals they had was beautiful, and also uh, this is this is what drives me crazy. If that team's going to win, that Megan Rapinoe is going to have to play. And I hate Megan Rapinoe. Okay, I can't stand her. But if they're going to win on Sunday, she's going to have to play. Now, right now, she's sitting out with a... With a uh, hamstring pull, a hamstring strain, or just something with her hamstring, it could be she's just tired. Um, she's not young; she's like 33. So it, it, it's all that running. It does it does hurt the legs after a while, and she does have several days to recover. And I get a feeling she's going to recover. But um, if they need her on the left side. If they do not have her on the left side, there's going to be a huge problem. She's a fantastic playmaker, and she can score. She's a narcissist, and she hates America, but she she is a very good player. I'm not rooting for the United States at this point. I am, well, I probably am, but I am rooting. I was rooting for England today, and I'm probably going to be rooting for uh, Sweden, which will be a piss-poor game if Sweden actually wins because Sweden will get killed. Or the Netherlands, which I think Netherlands actually have a good chance. They've got a pretty solid soccer team. Um, but <laughs> apparently, um, Sue Bird, I believe that's her name, that is uh, uh wife, girlfriend. I I don't know what she is. I Rapinoe is is gay, um, and she's uh, shocker. She's with someone from the WNBA, I believe her name's um, Sue Bird, she actually wrote an opinion column uh, for the HuffPo, basically saying, Trump hates my girlfriend. This is the stupid crap people are actually publishing on the HuffPo and on left-wing websites. Uh, Listen, narcissist. Let's get this straight and clear. Your Megan, your wife or girlfriend or fiance or whatever she is, is not important enough for Trump to hate her. He doesn't care. He couldn't care less. Trump said one thing in the last week and a half of Rapineau and Rapineau has been doing her little freaking show with ignoring the national anthem and all that crap for two years, and Trump has said nothing. Trump has invited everyone to the White House. It's your girl that doesn't want to go to the White House. It's your girl that sit there and said, F the White House. F Donald Trump. Trump's not saying any of that. Where is it that Trump hates her? He doesn't care. He's got more important fish to fry. So, this was a really fun podcast. I like this one. I love talking about this stuff. Um... If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can follow me at Run runninfool, r u n n i n f e w l. You can download this podcast at iTunes, uh, iTunes, Podbean, Podcast Addict, and you can view. You can actually listen to it on YouTube. You can. Um, Visit my website. I'd love for you to visit my website. I've got lots of nice pictures on this podcast. Uh, it's a little bit better organized. I have the video of Andy No getting assaulted. You can you can see Fleckus actually interviewing a bunch of Antifa looms. You can see the full video of Don Lemon defending Antifa. I actually that I actually played all together so you don't need to listen to that and it's it's kind of a fun website um i i really am enjoying it i'm still working on it but so i hope you folks had a good night take care and you've listened to gene and this is dumbass talking politics